Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, one of the things I enjoy about this show, I say it a lot actually, is is the opportunity to tell the stories of of entrepreneurs, volunteers, state leaders, tell their story so we can get to know them better. We, we I, you know, I want you to get to know the person behind the brand or whatever it is they're involved in so you can get an, an understanding that they didn't just suddenly arrive in the role that you know them as today, but it's the it's this this journey they've been on. And once you start looking, for example, with, with Coast Restaurant Entrepreneurs, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you start to see some some qualities that that they share around focus and determination and vision and you know work ethic all these things they they play into this in a very big way well you know it's interesting all of those qualities are related to my next guest as well uh, commissioner Sean Tyndall who we've had on the show many times we told his entire story he's been a judge a senator he's done all kinds of amazing things for the state and he would he would uh, people would say of him that he is um, a person a good good person and that's always important when you're in a leadership role but that he has vision and tenacity and uh, a drive to make a difference and and you know he lives his life in that way and it's always inspiring to have the opportunity to to check in with him and uh, to see what's going on with the Mississippi Department of Public Safety these days so with all that said welcome from a car somewhere in Mississippi Sean Tyndall we're actually pulling up to the Capitol. I've got a committee hearing at 1130 and been asked to testify on a uh, a bill where we will process more rape kits at the uh, Mississippi Crime Lab. Uh, yeah. Representative Angel, Angela Cockerham has brought forth the bill, and we've been meeting with the, the new director we have at the Crime Lab and, and ways that we can implement it because it'll, it'll require a lot more resources. Uh, and, and essentially what it would mandate is that in any case where uh, – a woman or a male, as the case may be, reports a, a sexual assault, uh, that the evidence would have to be turned over to the crime lab and it had to be processed and put into a D- DNA database. So uh, for reference, we had about 500 last year uh, that got turned into us. We would anticipate with this, we would have upwards to 2,000. Wow. Um, so it, 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 it's a good thing. It'll help link sex crimes from not just in Mississippi, but across the country. And yeah. uh, and but it's going to require some resources. So we're we're prepared to talk about those things. Well, gosh, we've talked about so many important subjects over the over the time that we visited together. But let's remind people, because I think what people, as I always say, but I think it's important to say this again and again and again so people get an understanding of it. When they think of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, they tend to think of the highway patrol. I mean, that's sort of the big the big part of what you do, but there are other divisions as well. Remind people what you're responsible for. Sure. So the people do think of the highway patrol, and that's because in 1938, uh, the Department of Public Safety was founded in conjunction with the Mississippi Highway Patrol. And so for years and years and years, it was essentially one and the same. Um, but as time has gone on and, and law enforcement efforts have broadened, um, other agencies have been brought in and added to the public safety mission. Um, so it also includes the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, uh, the Mississippi Office of Homeland Security, uh, the Mississippi Bureau of Investigations, uh, the state police, uh, the Commercial Transportation Enforcement Division, which used to be at MDOT. Uh, it also has driver services on the issuance of driver's license. Uh, we also have the uh, 
the Mississippi Crime Lab, as well as the state medical examiner's office that performs all the autopsies across the state. Um, and we have the uh, Criminal Information Center, which processes all data on criminal convictions in the state. And we have the Crime Stoppers. So it's a rather large agency that, that has a core public safety function, but it's not all law enforcement. Um, and so it, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here, and, and hopefully we're making an impact in our state. What's interesting about the iteration of conversations that we've had uh, from the first conversation, which we, you were drinking from a fire hose, you were, you know, then through the second and third, you were developing department heads for each of the key positions and building your team. And what I noticed today is that um, it's kind of you're kind of calm. I, I have a sense that you have you have your arms around it now and you know what is important. And once you get your organization built, you can then start to focus on policy and strategic objectives and other things that are really, I think the thing that probably motivates you the most is the opportunity through those things to make a difference. Is that true? It does. And, and it's absolutely um, one of the good things. You get that team in place and you feel like you can really get out of the weeds a little bit and focus on the big picture. Now, I, I can tell you, and we talked about him a little while earlier. We, our, our communications director left. Chris Vines went to work for Senator Wicker. Um, and, and you know, we've had other good people that have been on our team leave. And and that's probably one of the hardest things is, is you feel like you've got this really good team and things are going in a great direction. Um, and, and you've got this unity. And, and then one of them gets an opportunity to go on and better themselves and, and, and do something different. And and so then you kind of feel like you got to start back from the beginning and, and put those pieces back together. But I've always wanted to create an organization where everybody that's working here um, betters themselves and, and then hopefully has an opportunity to go do bigger and better things. And and I never want to be in a situation where people are getting held back. So every time you think you got that team right where you want it and, and, and we got things going in the right direction, you realize you've lost somebody and you really got to make a good effort to, to hire the right person to come in and fill that void. Because if you don't, it's going to set you behind. You know, Zig Ziglar used to say that one of the keys to success is helping people get what they want out of life. You know, so it's it's hard sometimes to bring motivated, successful people into the fold, knowing that they're upwardly mobile. And one thing, you know, the, there's a good chance that they will move on to to bigger and better at some point. And that's the I, I guess that's the price to pay. If the, I, I would say maybe the alternative to that is that everybody stays, and right. you know you you know you're not able to you know, constantly adjust it. But it's hard. It's hard as a leader to see people that you really respect and enjoy working with, you know, move on. And it's hard because that, now you got to tra train their replacement and, and and all of that. I know how that works. Hey, I, I, I want to tell you something. I was at my place in the Delta and I've mentioned before my, fr my friend Keith Connor, who is a highway patrolman, and he lives um, outside of Greenwood, between Greenwood and Blackhawk. And his he and his wife and his mother, Shirley, live near us. And his mother, Shirley, almost Almost every single weekend that we're there, she sends over dessert for us. I mean, she makes some of the most incredible desserts. And I'm not a big dessert eater, and and I hate when it arrives, but <laughs> I love it while I'm eating it. You know, it's one of those things. You, oh, yeah. You're already eating too much at the hunting camp anyway. But 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 anyway, um, um, uh, my friend Keith came over this past weekend, and he brought some amazing dessert. And he mentioned that he had just seen you, and he said. 
he said, and no, no uh, negative reflection on anyone else, but he just said that in his, he, he could go his entire career and never meet a commissioner. But you said going into this job that you really wanted to make sure you touched as many people in the organization. It's a big organization. It's hard to do that. I know I've had big organizations myself. I know how difficult it is, but that was important to you. And I wanted you to know how important it was to Keith uh, as a highway patrolman to have access to you. So, um, I know that you, you probably enjoy hearing that feedback because it's a goal reach when you hear something like that, isn't it? It is. And, and you know, I, I can tell you just last week, uh, one of the things in Major Polis, uh, has, he's kind of stepped out of public affairs a little bit, is leading a wellness project um, for our uh, highway patrol and, and ultimately our, our entire agency. And, and part of that is mental health and, and peer relation groups. And, and so we were with a group of highway patrolmen last week. Um, and, and one of the things we were talking about is some of the stresses uh, that law enforcement have to deal with. And, and you know, I, of course, I've told them everywhere I go, I'm, I'm not a law enforcement officer, so I can never understand the stresses you can go through. But I can tell you what it means to have uh, people that you can care about and open up and have conversations with and how they can get you through tough times. And they were given some of their testimonies. And, and so I did the same thing in front of uh, the 30 or so troopers that we had there and, and just kind of opened up. And I, I do think that means a lot uh, that the commissioners wanted to let his guard down and talk about his upbringing and, and, and the trials and tribulations that I've had and, and let them know that, hey, I've got bad days too. And, and, and sometimes yeah. I got to have, you know, at times I got to have a shoulder to cry on. And so, yeah. you know, and I think when you build down those walls, um, you know, it's easy, it's easy to lead if you listen. And, and that's that's what I was trying to do. It, it is. And I always felt as a leader that it's important to show your strengths and your weaknesses and let people know that you're vulnerable. And the moment that the strengths don't outweigh the weaknesses, then it's probably time for you to move on. But people like when you're real. People like to see that. You know, you're you're honest about who you are and what you're trying to bring to the table. And that's when there's a human connection. I think about the University of Georgia and and how the coach of the University of Georgia football team brought people into these sessions. I think he called them skull sessions or something like that. And they it's essentially like Myers Briggs where they're getting to know their strengths and weaknesses and what their stories were and all that and building a strong team. And when you do that and people respect where they came from and what their what their backgrounds are. It makes for a stronger team, and uh, you obviously are committed to that. And, and your, your feed, the feedback you're getting from it has to be really uh, reassuring for you, huh? It does. It does. You know, and it, one of the things stood out to me in that meeting is I said, you know, I'll never be part of y'all's, I guess, family, you could say, because I didn't go to a trooper school and I haven't been to a law enforcement academy. And one of the guys came up to me and said, you might not have ever done those things, but you're part of our family. And, yeah. Uh, well, wow. I mean, gosh, <laughs> that's leadership, Sean. Hey, listen, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Sean Tindall. We'll find out what other legislation is going on, what else is on his mind. Um, you know, it's a, it can be a tough world in the world that he is in these days um, because everybody's focused on reducing crime and having respect for law enforcement, etc. That's not always the case, and there's some, there's some real challenges there at times. But we'll talk about all this. We'll see you right after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We have Commissioner Sean Tinder with us today. He's from the coast. He spends an awful lot of time in Jackson these days, or really across the state doing his work at the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, which has multiple divisions, lots of responsibility. And given his background, he was kind of the right man for the job. And, you know, I've I call it call it like I see it, but what I have been what I have seen as it relates to Sean Tindall has been incredibly impressive. And you know, he's just being a good human being, trying to do important work. Hey, you know, you're sitting in a car outside the legislature, about to go in and meet with a with a committee. Uh, are there other pieces of legislation that are floating out there that you're concerned about, or that is important to you? Uh, yes, um, you know, one of the big pushes that I have right now is to try to get. Uh, the highway patrol and MBN agents uh, pay raises. Um, in fact, it's, it's probably been one of my top priorities because when you look at law enforcement across the state, across the country, we're just not getting the individuals that want to use that as a career path anymore. And in order to make it attractive, we got to have better salaries. And, and um, you know, and then you look at inflation. And, and I told a committee the uh, last week that, you know, Starting salaries at Hobby Lobby is now thirty-seven thousand, and so these folks are looking looking at salaries at Highway Patrol that start at thirty-nine. Well, go work at Hobby Lobby, and, and you don't have to work on Sunday, and you don't get shot at on Friday. And so, you know, we need to we need to pay these folks that are putting their lives on the line every day, and, and give them a, a workable and livable salary. So, uh, are you getting cooperation in that endeavor? I am, you know, and I think it's a, a matter of, you know, w w what the final number is going to be. Um, I, I think I've emphasized just how important it is uh, for the state law enforcement agency to, to to kind of set the tone for law enforcement salaries. And and hopefully the rising tide uh, will raise all the ships and, and local law enforcement will follow suit and, and be able to offer their folks better pay as well. Um, another big piece of legislation that we have is dealing with the in line of duty death benefits uh, on the federal level. First responders uh, were included in their death benefit plan. So if they died of COVID, uh, their families would receive a death benefit. Uh, we're trying to get some amendments to state law that make it clear that we can do that on the state level as well, uh, plus the funding for that. We've had roughly uh, 50 uh, first responders in, in this state die over the last two years with COVID. And, and if we're tasked with having to prove that it was actually in the line of duty, uh, it's almost an impossible thing to actually prove where somebody got it. So uh, the easier approach is just to give us the discretion to pay it, and, and it'll be presumed that they died uh, of COVID and that they received it in the line of duty. Wow. that's, that's a, You know, <clears throat> if you turn on the national news, in New York now you have a, a, a an African-American mayor, you have an African-American leader of the police department. So there's a lot of focus these days on some of the policies that created sort of a rise in the crime in New York City. And and as a result of that important conversation, you're, you're beginning to have conversations all over the, the nation about respect of law enforcement, the need, the need for law enforcement, and that some of these kind of, you know, crazy ideas about, you know, not having the kind of law enforcement that we all grew up with. Uh, some of those, some of that notion is kind of fading, thank God, but there's still this ongoing conversation about respect. How do you think we're doing in Mississippi these days? You know, I think we're doing, we do a really good job 
in Mississippi with our law enforcement. And, and I think you, you look at our agencies, uh, both municipal and, and state, it's very diverse law enforcement organizations that often reflect the makeup of their communities. Um, and, and that's really when we start talking about community-based law enforcement, uh, that, that's so critically uh, important that, that your law enforcement agencies kind of look like they're the communities that they're they're fighting to protect. So um, when you look back at the protests we had two years ago, year and a half ago, uh, against law enforcement. Uh, officers did just such a great job of making sure that the First Amendment rights of those that wanted to protest were protected, uh, but also the communities were protected. And that's why you didn't see the riots that we've seen uh, in other places. Uh, but but in Mississippi, it was all done relatively peacefully. I, I know this, you know, and talking to police chiefs here in my past conversations, there's a lot of focus on community outreach. There's a lot of focus on, you know, uh, you know, talking to people and not being jerks and just, you know, right. trying to, trying to, uh, trying to, to, to relate and communicate with people. It's harder today uh, to do that, especially if the person on the other side is immediately coming from a position of disrespect. But there's so much energy focused on the relationships that that law enforcement has with the community. And, and my read on it is we're really doing a good job of teaching you know, the, 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 all these young men and women, in some cases older men and women who are involved in law enforcement, to, to try to do the right thing and to try to keep things from escalating. There's a lot of energy on that, isn't there, Sean? There is. There is. And, 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 you know, in today's world, people have cell phones and they'll put in the officer's face. And, and you know, of course, they've gotten their law degree on Facebook. So they feel like they, they understand all the laws across the country. And, and then they'll be quick to tell an officer, you can do this or you can't do that. Um, but what we try to train our officers to do is, is when you're dealing with somebody that's difficult, you got to be respectful. Um, and, you know, it starts with training and it starts with who we're recruiting. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we also run the Mississippi Law Enforcement Officers Training Academy. And so, you know, that's been one of our big focuses is trying to teach de-escalation techniques. And, and when you got to pull that trigger, you, you know, and, and turn on, uh, you know, the, the authority, you, you got to be able to do that, too. But, but you know, you got to keep it a calm demeanor. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Hey, Sean, it's been great to uh, catch up with you and uh, keep good luck in the legislature today. All right. Well, thank you all. And have a great day. Be safe. This has been Commissioner Sean Tindall, and, uh, and we appreciate you joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.